Amen. Well, church is supposed to be proactive. You know that, right? <laughs> Interactive, proactive, all that. Amen. Well, you ready for the Word of God today? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know what it's all about. <laughs> but I'm going to wait and see with the Lord. We'll just put things in here that uh, I hadn't planned on. So let's pray and let him, invite Him and let Him use my mouth. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you. We ask you, Lord, to use this time to minister to your people, that they may be encouraged, strengthened, and able to do the will of the Lord as you've called them to do. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us always, even until the end of time. And I thank you, Lord God, for your in all of our situations. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Well, the, the topic today is uh, going to be to be continued. <laughs> that, that's the topic, to be continued. Now, what does that mean, to be continued? It, it means that there's more to come, right? It, it's not over. There's more things that have to happen. It's not the end. It's not the conclusion. There's another part that's coming. There's an addition that you haven't seen already. You know, sometimes we look at our lives and we say, oh, you know, it's just not doing what I expected it to do. Things are not working out the way I want them to work out. It's not the end. There's a to be continued. You have to keep continuing in your life. The circumstances and situations may not look particularly good right now, but the show's not over. Amen? The movie is still going on. It hasn't... Have you ever walked out on a movie before? Next slide. And, and, and you walk out and, and the movie, you know, it may have started out slow and kind of draggy. And you just get discouraged and you just, I don't want to see this movie. Or you're at home and you turn it off. And then someone tells you, oh, you should have just kept listening a little bit, watching a little bit. It got good. Oh, the action started happening. Oh, man, it was good acting. Oh, I missed it. And some of us like to check out on our life and give up and not know that God has another continuation that's going to happen to you. You know, uh, my son was watching Back to the Future, and that this guy Biff, he, got a, uh, he went to the future and got a book about how things were going to happen. Then he went into the past, and he was able to predict because he already knew what the, what the actual thing was going to happen, right? Wouldn't you like to do that? <laughs> Could we just advance 10 years and see what is going to happen to us? And then, oh, okay, I can relax. I can, it's going to work out, right? Because that's what people that commit suicide do. They give up. Oh, that's the end. No more. Can't, no, this, this show's over. No, just hold on. Keep walking. Keep moving. It's going to be continued. God's going to do a thing in your life. Just know that all things work together for the good. I mean, I could have quit a long time ago in things that I was believing God for. I can remember we were believing for a house. And we were in this house. And oh my God, our, our back, our, our, um, our, um, what do you call it? No, the, where, you, where, you, where you sleep? <laughs> bedroom? Our master bedroom? Well, that's how small it was, okay? <laughs> our master bedroom backed up into a, a uh, parking lot of an apartment building. I mean, the car was about this you know, far from us. And you could hear the guy, he would get up at 5 o'clock every morning and try to start his car. And he didn't start right away. 
Get a new car or something, please. And that what made matters worse is once he got it started, he had to, you know, let it, yeah, rev it up, you know, give it a little, you know. So this is like 15, 20 minutes of listening to this guy. I mean, it was, it was torture. And then, okay, now the house we're in now, beautiful house, wonderful house, but they have two dogs next door. And this dog had a prayer time from like four to five where all he wanted to do was bark, 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 ruff, ruff, ruff. I, I thought, you know, at least maybe his vocal cords would like get strained or something. But no, he just didn't matter what I'd be nice to him. I'd talk to him. I'd be mean to him. I'd scold him. I'd squirt water on him. I did everything. Nothing. Just kept barking, barking, barking. But uh, I don't know what happened, but I think he passed away. God rest his soul. Because he had... <laughs> He had one of those collars things. I think they did an operation on him, but then he was no more. And I said, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know what happened to him, but they say all dogs go to heaven, but I don't know if this guy was going to make it, to be honest with you. <laughs> he, had, he had problems. Amen. So uh, when we walk out of a situation, we're walking out of our calling and our destiny in the Lord. We, we walk out of the, the people that we're supposed to affect, the people that we're supposed to make a difference in their life. Amen? So, uh, you know, sometimes they have these TV shows. I don't know if you've ever watched them. Uh, it was, it was uh, popularized with Batman and Robin where they get into some difficult situations. And then all of a sudden, they go to a commercial. But before they go to the commercial, they would talk about, oh, you know, Batman and Robin. They're in such a, a desperate situation. Remember? They would be trapped in an unpredictable predicament just before the commercial break. They might be at the bottom of an elevator shaft, and the, and the elevator car is coming down. And then the announcer would get on the, uh, on, the, on the TV, and he would, well, here. Let's let Ernie tell us what happens. Ernie. Let me make sure I get this on here. It was working, huh? No. no. The red, it's red. We have another one. Wait, he's got to turn it on. He's going to turn it on. So here we are, Batman and Robin. They're in a predicament. The elevator shaft's coming down. They're on the bottom of the elevator. What, what is he? What, is, what happens? Holy catastrophe. <laughs> Could this be the end of our dynamic duel? Will Batman and Robin get the big squeeze, or will they somehow squeeze out of this one again? Will they be pressed into cardboard statues? Uh, uh, or impress us with another trick up their sleeve? Be in front of your bat seats tomorrow night. Same bat channel. Same bat time. And find out if Batman and Robin will be delivered, or be lemonade. 
Okay, let's turn it around into like a more religious uh, situation. Like maybe Paul and Silas in prison. Remember when he's in prison, they're going to face uh, a trial? How's it go? Holy hypothesis. <laughs> Could this be the end of the dynamic duel? Has Paul seen the last of his ministry? What will Paul and Silas' fate be? How can they possibly be saved this time? Will the Lord rescue them from their dilemma? Will Paul and Silas get out of their chains, or will they be called chains of fools? Chain, 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 chain of fools. I just stick, you know, stick to the script, will you? Listen. Let me see. You let Kelly see. <laughs> be in front of your bad seats tomorrow night. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And find out if Paul and Silas will be delivered or be beheaded. Oh, wow. Very good. <laughs> Announcer Ernie. Thank you, Ernie. <laughs> but you can relate it to your life, right? Yes. Is this the end of my life? <laughs> Have I gone to financial bankruptcy now? <laughs> Have I lost everything that I need? You know, my job, my, my family. Is this the end? Or will God deliver you? Will God bring you through? Will God save you always, right? Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, now another thing about theater and to be continued. I once uh, worked for Johnson & Johnson's Baby Products, and they gave us $1,000 every quarter to take out the buyers to kind of, mm, you know, convince them, influence them, bribe them. I mean, uh, <laughs> persuade them to buy our products. And so I took them to uh, Dorothy Chandler Pavilion to Brighton Beach Memoirs. I don't know if you ever remember that um, play. It was with Matthew Broderick, and he was fabulous. Oh my gosh. He won a Tony Award for it, and everybody was laughing. They were intrigued by the dialogue. It was just wonderful. We were on the edge of our seats. Then all of a sudden, they say, oh, 15-minute uh, uh, intermission. Uh, we'll, can, we'll be, uh, you can go to the snack bar and all that, and we'll you know, come back in 15 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what do you mean? What do you mean intermission? And I was thinking, they don't do that in a movie. You don't need to take a break in the movie to go to the restroom. Or, 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 they just continue. Then I realized what they were doing. What they were doing is setting the stage behind the, the, the um, screen, the curtain, so that they could change the settings. And sometimes that's what we need to do. Take an intermission. Wait a minute. Let me check and see what's going on here. You know, let's look at it from a little different angle. You need to reset the scene sometime. Get some different, maybe different actors in your life. Come on, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Use the Bible to get some more direction. Go to the master director. Say, okay, where are we missing it here? Can we write another script? Or what, how can we change this, right? So we have to know that he is the master of our life. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He knows the end of our story. He has a plan for us, of plans for a future of good and of hope. Amen? Amen. Not, not, not it's the end. It's always to be continued. We continue on. We keep uh, persevering and continuing to believe God in the midst of all that we're facing. We never give up. We don't walk out on the movie. 
Amen? So in our own personal lives of development, we have to keep on believing God. You can't discount your worth to God because of your imperfections. Don't we do that sometimes? Well, God can't use me because I have weaknesses. I have temptations. I'm not, you know, as perfect as I want to be. But this is where a good saying comes in. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I'm going to be. But I'm certainly not what I was. Amen? I'm continuing on. His goodness and grace continues us on. So, you know, some people buy a house. Oh, oh, here's the uh, scripture. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. In other words, don't make a judgment on yourself or on others until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. Next scripture is, when you, when, you, when you buy a house, sometimes people just look at what it is. Oh, we can't buy that house on the left. That's all beat down and dilapidated and, you know, it needs a lot of work. But God looks at it, or we should look at it on the right side. What can, be, what can happen? So God doesn't look at you the way you are when he met you. <laughs> he looks at what you can become on the right side, all polished and nice and clean, right? I mean, who would buy the house on the left side? No one, right? Would anybody buy the house on the right side? Of course. But somebody has to have the forethought of vision to see what it can become. And that's what God does for us. He looks to see what we can be in the future. Now, um, yeah, he doesn't look at us the way we are. So we walk by faith, next scripture. We walk by faith, not by sight, for ourselves. And God walks by faith in us. He doesn't look at what we are. He looks at what we can be. Praise God. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so I'm going to give you five scenarios of things that you have to continue on. When you see this situation, you have to continue on. Let's look at these five situations. After a storm, there is a calm. There's a to be continued. You ever have storms in your life? Yeah, it could be financial storm, natural storms, um, uh, marital storms, health storms. But you know what? God has an answer for you. There's, there's, a, there's a calm after the storm. You know, Jesus, when he was on the, the, the river, the, the lake, the storm came up, right? The disciples were all upset. Oh, what are we going to do? Don't you care that we perish? Jesus said, what you wake me up for? Where is your faith? And what did he do? He spoke to the storm. Peace be still. And he calmed the storm. We have, to, we have to, in our own strength, in our own words, calm the storms that we're facing, like Kelly did this morning. She didn't let it overtake her. She stood up and said, wait a minute. I got power in my words. I got power from the Lord to calm the storm. Because storms don't last forever. Whether it be a tsunami or a hurricane or a tornado, it ends. There's a calm after it. We can't get caught up in the storm and start going and being like the storm. We have to bring the calm. And let's see how that looks terrible there. But Jesus, when he was um, in Mark 4, 39, when he was uh, on the sea, he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said unto them, why are you so fearful How is it that you have no faith? They had faith to wake them up, but they didn't have faith to speak. And they they wondered to themselves, what manner of man is this? And what he should have said to them is, the same manner that you need to be. You need to speak the situations. 
right? You can't keep going to God with the problems. God says, you take control. You're in charge. I made you uh, overseers of this, this land. Amen? So we're supposed to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Not stay in it. So in the storm, here are some of the things that, go, that we don't do. Let's see if we have them here. Uh, next one. Well, isn't that nice to have a nice calm day? Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Go back to the calm. Here's, what ha- here's why we don't, uh, here's why we stay in the storms. We don't listen to God. When God is telling us to get out of situations or get away from the, the storm that we're involved in, we stay in it. We stay with relationships. We stay with situations that we need to just get out of. Get out of that situation. They don't listen to God when God is telling them to get out. They don't change when God tells them to change. You know, you have to, this is a continuation in life. We just keep moving towards the the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul, he could have said, you know, I've got all all these miracles that I'm doing. I'm seeing healings. I'm here, these great, I got these great revelations of God. But he didn't say that. He said, no, I'm pressing. I'm apprehending what has apprehended me. I continue on. I'm not just confident or staying in where I'm at. I'm moving ahead. That's what we have to do. We can't be complacent. Even as old as we are, we got to keep moving to God. The Bible says the, 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 the outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Every day, wake up. Lord, what are you doing today? What, 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 do you, what would you have me to do? How do you want me to, how can I change my life, my attitude? You know, I, I watch people at work. You ever have people at work that just rub you the wrong way? They just, you know, for some reason, the way they talk, what they do, you just, no matter what happens, it's just like, ooh. So I, I watch them interact with other people, and they don't have, the other person doesn't have that same reaction I do. So I said, hmm, how could that, could there be a problem, perhaps, with me? <laughs> Maybe I'm reacting in the wrong way. Could that possibly be? So I went to the guy and I go, you know, when so-and-so talks to you, you know, they're so, you know, they think they know it all and they think they, you know, uh, they want to just override and overtake you with their conversations. I go, doesn't that bother you? Because I want to correct her. I want to, you know, stand up and say, no, you, you know, that's, that's wrong. You know what he say? I just let her talk. I don't, I don't worry about it. Let it go. Just make peace. Huh. (laughs) Interesting concept. (laughs) So I started doing that. And guess what? I get along with her now. Yeah. I just tuck it under. She's not going to change. I just, uh, you know. But you know, it's funny. When you start doing that, they begin to change too. So it's, it's a good thing. So when God tells you to change, you change. And another reason why we stay in storms. We don't repent when we're supposed to repent. But repent means, you know what repent means? You're going this way, then you turn and you go the other direction. You go the other way, this way. Complete turnaround. Not, I'm sorry I did that and keep going. No, you turn and you repent and you go and do uh, what God has called you to do. You don't forgive others. It's another thing. You know, that's probably the hardest thing for Christians to do, to forgive. I don't know why it is. The Bible says if you don't forgive others, God can't forgive you. I had this one lady at Bible study. She kept crying. She keeps crying. She goes, I can't forgive my mom. I mean, I forgive her, but I can't forget all the things that she did to me. And I'm saying, you know, you need to release it and let go. I'm trying to do it. You know, I got a problem with this. You know, I'm so stressed out. And she went to, a, she, she goes to my Bible studies, but then she said one Wednesday she's going to go to the yoga class to get the stress out. 
<laughs> I, afterwards, I go, how did, how did it work? Well, yeah, well, you know, still, still can't forget my mom. So finally, I had to give her 1 Corinthians 13. I go, here, this will change your heart and your life and your mind, you know, towards your mom. Because you know what? You can't change what's happened already. All you can do is get forgiveness in your heart, and it can only come from the Lord. As the Lord has forgiven you, you forgive others. It's a spiritual battle, right? And you try to fight it in the natural, and you're not going to do it. So you stay in the storm when you do that. And, and you, you have to forget the past if you want God to heal them. Amen? Because if you're carrying on to the past, it's like carrying on to, uh, to a dead man. You carry a dead man with you? And all these people that have hurt you, offended you, you know, who say, oh, that's my uncle. He, 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 he was mean to me. And then, it's my cousin, you know, they didn't treat, he didn't treat me right. And who, all these people that you're carrying, trying to, trying to carry into the new relationships. It doesn't work. Right? Forget the past when God wants you. And then the, you stop fighting the good fight of faith. That's how you stay in the storms, you know. You don't want to fight anymore. You just want, you know, I was watching this uh, greatest comebacks uh, in, in boxing. And it was kind of like a, a guy was like a rocky guy. I mean, the, the, the other guy was beating him up. I mean, he had a big, big mouse on his eye and head was all swollen and I'm, he'd go down two times and the third time I know they were going to stop the fight and the ref kept looking at me you want to continue yeah 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 I'm thinking you're nuts you're crazy but all of a sudden in the next round he got one in boom and the guy you know kind of staggered a little bit and then he started attacking him and I'm watching the clock it's got like one minute left and you know 30 seconds left and you only have 10 seconds before the end of the fight and sure enough he hit him knocked him down and that was it what a greatest comeback. But sometimes you're that way too, you know? You're fighting, you're just taking all these blows. Oh, the car's not working. Oh, oh my job. I lost my job. Oh, oh my. you're taking all these. <laughs> my wife left me. Oh, you know? <laughs> you're just reeling. I can't do this no more. But somehow, somewhere you get a break. You just get one little, you get a job offer. And then, oh, you got some money coming in. Okay. Then you got a house that you can, you can get. Oh, my. things turn around. One shot, you can turn it around. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So um, the first thing that keeps you in a storm, or the first um, uh, to be continued is after a storm, there's a calm. The second one is what? After accepting Christ, you have to live like a Christian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, these, these terms are synonymous. Accept the Lord, get saved, and be like a Christian. However, some people get saved, accept the Lord, but they don't act like Christ. You would be surprised to know that they are like Christ. You know, they're still gossiping and, and criticizing and bashing people and judging people, arguing, fighting. You're going to like, are you, are you a Christian? Well, I don't see the outward fruit of that. People should know. She, they should talk to you for like two minutes. My wife and I, were, we're taking the gold line now to work, which is really nice. You get to meet people. And we met this lovely lady on the, on the train. You could tell right away she was a Christian. Just happy, you know, enjoyable, enjoyable personality. You could feel the spirit coming from her. But uh, you, you can't be where you're gossiping, complaining, you know, criticizing, talking bad about people. Well, I don't know why she's that way. The Bible says what? Get the plank out of your eye. Then you can get the, the splinter out of their eye. So God wants to work through. You know that, that uh, 
saying, WWJD, what would Jesus do? It should be added on to that. What would Jesus do through me? He's going to use your charm, your grace, your personality to reach others, right? You know, he gave you a personality. Now we just have to sanctify it and put it to where God can use it in a joyful manner or whatever manner you, you have. You could be serious and still minister with the, with the love of the Lord, right? So we're supposed to be born again. We're supposed to allow the Spirit of God on the inside of us to manifest in our thinking, our lifestyle, our decisions, and our choices. So this is a, a, the next slide shows, uh, you know, there's a little more, you're helping one another. You're reaching out as a Christian to help others so that they can come to church. Amen? They say, oh, we like, we like you. We like what, the way you are. Where do you go to church? New Heart Foursquare Church, praise the Lord. <laughs> so we have to uh, have fruit in our life, right? So being a Christian means you have to be progressively changing, continuing on. If you messed up yesterday, dust yourself off. Amen. Keep on going. Keep continuing. Some Christians think they've arrived already. Do you know that? <laughs> they know everything. Don't tell me I know that scripture. I know that, okay? But it's not a, it's not a destination. It's a journey. We never completely arrive. We never completely get there. We mature. We develop. We grow, Amen. right? You ever see houses when they're done up nice and you see all the wood and the, maybe the um, uh, stones and the flowers and the driveway? Everything's perfect, right? Did that just happen? No. <laughs> they took time. Yeah, it was a process. They, they worked it. They put time and effort. So in your own self, do you just become, you know, all of a sudden perfectly saved, perfectly, you know, in control? No, you have to work on yourself. You have to let the Lord work on you to change you. So we can mature and develop and grow. Praise the Lord. That, what does that mean? That means you read your Bible, you pray, you come to church, yea, even fast. Because, you know, you can't just come to, on Sunday and call yourself a Christian. What if you only ate one day a week? You only ate on Sunday and that was it. You'd be kind of weak, wouldn't you? Well, you can't just eat spiritual food on Sunday. You have to continue to eat all the time. Okay, here we go. Here's another uh, thing you have to be. Third thing, after the wedding ceremony, there is a marriage. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've uh, conducted a lot of weddings, and I've never had to talk people into getting married. I've had to talk people into staying married, <laughs> but I never had to force anybody to get married. Oh, no, you, you guys need to get married. You, need to, you, you really need to get married. No, I don't want to be married to her. No, you... They always, look, see how happy they are? Oh, my gosh. Everything is perfect. Everything's lovely, sweet. And then they get married, and then here's what happens. Oh, no, here we go. What happened here? The Bible says, and the two shall become one. It's a process. It's a joining. It's a, it's a, it's a continuation, becoming one. You learn, I always say this, you get saved, you get married, and then you got to get saved all over again because you, you, you forget, you don't have to do some things, but other things you have to do. You have to be long-suffering and patient and putting up with one another and, you know, learning how to, uh, the other person's idios, idiosyncrasies, 
I wish that when you got married, the husband and wife would just exchange manuals. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Okay, read it. Okay. I know it's 103 pages, but you know. <laughs> Man, the man's only two. <laughs> you don't say this then because that's because of that. And oh my gosh, who can follow it all? <laughs> so we have to, see, instead of pulling and tugging in opposite directions, you have to work on becoming one, right? Of course it's hard to be married, but you have to continue. You have to stay in the movie. You have to watch to have the to be continued. Amen? You know, I know my wife, when we were first married, we, she wanted to do it her way and I wanted to do it my way because we were older and you know, we're used to doing it our way. And she, I said, okay, uh, let's do it your way one time and then we'll do it my way the next time. We'll see which way works. Okay. So I got in complete agreement and I did it her way. And lo and behold, it worked out. I said, how did that happen? Then she said, okay, it's your turn. We'll do it your way. I go, okay. We did it my way. And she went, the Lord helped you on that one, didn't he? <laughs> well, he did. But what was the thing that made the difference is we got into agreement. And once you get into agreement, then God will work and make it happen. So if you're pulling and tugging at each other, it's not going to work. Amen? Amen? A couple more things here. Uh, next scripture. After faith, there's what? You can't just... Have faith and be irresponsible. You can't have faith. It's not an excuse for not working. It's not an excuse for putting, not putting any effort into it. Because here's the scripture that talks about that. It says, but Peter's talking, he says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to per perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. You got to add all those things? Go back to the, the previous uh, thing. See, it takes effort. It takes precision to, to be a Christian. It takes knowledge. You have to have your antennas up. You have to be sensitive. You have to have good insights into what the Lord is saying and teaching you. Amen? So uh, you say, well, I'm believing God for a good marriage. Well, take your wife out once in a while, you know. Tell her how much you love her, how much you, you care for her, you know, how special she is. You want to be a good father? Well, spend time with your kids. Find out what they like. Find out what makes them happy. Right? You want to, you know, better your finances? Well, you got to stop spending. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you, you heard about the guy I've told you before that his wife lost his credit card or her credit card and the guy didn't report it because the guy that took it was spending less than his wife. So he figured, <laughs> I'll just let... <laughs> You, you got to get a spending plan, right? You want to heal your body. Well, you can't stay late, up late at night and eat junk food and expect your body to be healed. It doesn't work. If you want to lose weight, you can't keep going to Krispy Kremes. You just can't do that. And I'm sad to tell you that there's a new Krispy Kremes opening up in San Dimas. So I don't want to see any of you over there. <laughs> you heard about the guy that uh, 
said uh, he was trying to stay away from Krispy Kremes and he was doing good. And he said, well, I think I probably need a treat. So I'm going to ask the Lord if I could have a treat. So if I drive and uh, there's an open parking spot there by Krispy Kremes, then I'll know it's the Lord giving me favor and, and approval. So he said, sure enough, after the sixth time around the block, <laughs> there it was, the parking spot. <laughs> But you can't, you know, and then they, they say this. Here's a little saying. You can't un outrun your diet. You know, you want to exercise. Oh, I'm going to exercise every day, but then at night, you know, ice cream and cake and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't work that way. I, I had a friend that was into, uh, uh, you know, health and working out. And I go, tell me, tell me, how do you lose weight? He goes, it doesn't take rocket science to figure that one out. You just less intake and more, you know, exercise and you'll, you'll do it. You, you can't just eat whatever you want and still expect to be, you know, thin. It doesn't work that way. So enough of that. Let's go to the last one. After joining a church, there is service, right? After you join a church, come to church to what? Share lives, to be part of a family, to have a covering, to learn more about Jesus to help one another, and to serve in the body of Christ. And so when you come to church, you don't say, I'm going to take time off. I'm not going to work. It's almost like an arm. What if your arm said, you know, I'm going to take the day off today. Okay. I'm not going to tie your shoes. I'm not reaching for anything. And I'm not going to feed you. Okay. So you just, you just do whatever you can do. And that's the way it is sometimes, the church people. I'm just coming to church, and I'm just, you know, I'm here, and they ought to be just glad I'm here. <laughs> right? No, you work. You, you, you do something. It's how you, you, you exercise your, your godliness. So we're supposed to contribute to the brotherhood. We're supposed to care for one another, and the kindness and concern for one another, and to help one another. Here's the scripture. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So you exhort one another to assemble together, to come together and be part of a fellowship. So that's what we're asking you to do. Uh, so many times I've been in uh, situations where I needed help, and even in this church, which is not as big as other churches, God provides an answer. He'll, he'll show me somebody that has either they know or they have a friend that knows how to get out of a situation. Because when you pray to God, God's going to give you the answer. Yeah. However, even like when I was uh, at, at our uh, other church, I was believing for a wife. Well, the Lord didn't get me the wife in the actual congregation, but he found me a wife outside. And then she came to the congregation. So sometimes it's just as long as you're faithful to be where God wants you to be, he'll get the answer to you. He, he, knows, he knows where you're at. He can find you. He found Jonah in the whale, didn't he? <laughs> he, found, he? He found David out there in the shepherd field. He found Moses on the backside of the mountain. He'll find you. He knows where you're at. He sees you. He knows you. And he'll find you. And he'll deliver you. And he'll give you the things that you're desiring. Amen? So let's pray. Are you encouraged? Yes. Encouraged to be continue. To, to have a to-be-continued attitude in your life, not to give up. This is not the end. God is not done with you yet. He's just preparing you for the next step, for the next level.
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that as we've come together today, we've heard your words of encouragement just to carry on and to continue to be all that you've called us to be. And to, we know that you have plans for us, the plans of, for good and not of evil, to give us a future, give us a hope. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're instilling us to not be discouraged, not to be uh, thinking that this is the end, but, Father, that you have a continuation plan in uh, process with us. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're touching your people. You're giving them encouragement to carry on and be all that they can be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.